on this episode of Why Watch That. The project is really a, a powerful story. It's super quality. The acting and the talent was so great. And I love seeing stories that, that we haven't seen before. I'm grateful that we have producers on it and I got to do a song called The Cross. Well, it's no secret that the two of you are a real-life couple, as you mentioned, Joey. And, we are? Um, and- <laughs> That's the word on the street! We've been uncovered! Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. I don't know what rock I was under because I'm such a huge fan of you both, but I didn't know you were a couple. But that made your performances even more sweet. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. Why watch that sneak peek? Oh, we have a, a sneak peek for you. It is a new movie coming out on Netflix. Oh. It's called Burning Sands. Ooh, it sounds like a, an 80s soap opera, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's Burning Sands, and it is basically... The new millennial school days. I'll just say that much. We're, yeah. we're going to put that out there. We got a chance to see it at Sundance, the premiere at Sundance. And if you check out our website, if you check out even some past podcasts, we um, got a chance to interview some of the cast and the people behind the scenes. And we had an exclusive interview with Common because he's one of the executive producers and also has a new, new song coming out with it. But Burning Sands is a movie directed by Gerard McMurray, who you know is one of the producers from Fruitville Station, and he's done a lot of amazing things. It is also written by him, along with Christine Berg, um, and it's starring, like, some really cool people. We got a chance to speak with some of the stars, namely Alfre Woodard. Hey! Hey! Steve Harris. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it stars the lead character, Trevor Jackson, as well as a supporting character, Trevante Rhodes. Yes, Moonlight's Trevante Rose is in that. Rhodes is in it. Again, we both got to see it, the critic and and uh, and me. We were sitting in there watching this thing unfold, and we're excited to share it with you. So, critic, tell us a little bit about what Burning Sands is about. Oh, well, this is all about hazing. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, fraternity? Sorority? That's right. Well, for... Fraternity and black fraternity, okay? So, now, Trevor Jackson plays Zurich. He's a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. Smart he de- kid. Very smart. He's got everything going for him. He decides to pledge. Okay. Now, the president of the university is played by Steve Harris, who is a... One of the frat brothers. Yeah. Okay? So he wants Zurich to get in there and become a part of the frat because Zurich's father is a friend of Steve Harris's. Mm-hmm. 
So we have all this stuff going on. But I don't think that the father was actually in the fraternity. So this whole thing... He, yeah, he didn't make it for various reasons, which his son will later find out. Exactly. So his son is really going to redeem that. So we have that whole storyline going. Now, he also has a girlfriend played by Imani Harris, who was in Everybody Hates Chris. Yes. Yeah. The sister in that show. And, you know, she is all about fashion and she's all about doing the right stuff, not playing around. And you better treat me the way I want to be treated. Boom. And on the other hand, one of his professors is played by Alfre Woodard. Love her. And Alfre Woodard is all about him taking care of himself and doing the work. You come to my class prepared. Okay. <laughs> I know you're better than this. So we know what happens as they go through Hell Week. When they're pledging for this fraternity, they have to go through all of the hazing. He has his, you know, line brothers there with him. Uh, and the question is, everybody, can they survive? Yeah. What's going on? Because if you know what's happened recently when it comes to fraternities, we know that lots of bad things, bad outcomes have happened. So what happens here? Uh, do they actually be, are they able to cross the burning sands? Ooh. Or not in the end. Because there is a code of silence, everybody. Yeah. So if bad things happen, who do you turn to? Who can I run to? Oh my gosh, I knew that was coming. (laughs) So I'm not going to give more of it away. But that's the background of it. And now, Ref, you tell me. All right. What are your thoughts? Should we see this thing? And then I'll, I'll let you know whether I agree. Okay. <laughs> That's how we do it. Well, listen, um, when we got a chance to see it at Sundance this, you know, a couple months ago, it was one of those things that both of both the critic and I are very familiar with school days. We love school days. We hate school. Day. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful, <laughs> it just brought back memories of the whole fraternity and it brought it into this century or that. Well, yeah, the century basically, as far as black fraternities go. So there is, we don't want to make it sound like it's a, it's a derogatory comment on fraternities and how they shouldn't be. It definitely, the movie definitely celebrates brotherhood and sisterhood for that matter. Yeah. It celebrates the connections that you can make while you're in school and the connections you make out of school and and how uh, success begets success and uh, getting a hand up is important to all of these characters and it's beautiful to see that the African American community come together and do that so yes it is a positive movie in those respects but the hazing that goes on in this movie is and I have to say not uh, exceptional Meaning they didn't just go overboard and make it crazy. This is stuff that I've seen with my own eyes, stuff that I know has happened, stuff that I know is going on. And also the background information is that it was shot on a campus that did experience a death of a student who was hazed. So it definitely, you know, rang true as you're sitting there watching it and doing the interviews that we did. So what is my review? My review is this. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Watch it. What are you doing? Don't wait till black history. Come on, watch it. Some really wonderful performances from young actors. Some you may know, some you may not. It is 
a celebration of just great culture. The music, the dancing, the dialogue that goes on. Is it a perfect movie? No, it is not. It is no. not a perfect no. movie. There are some, you know, a couple, maybe a little writing issues, maybe even some young actors having a couple issues, but it is an enjoyable film with a strong, and I repeat, a strong ending. There is a definite message that's relayed by the time you get to the end of it, and you don't have to go to the movies to see it. You don't have to buy it. You can watch it at home. Perfect movie to watch at home. Perfect movie to just invite some people over, have a good meal, play some music, get tired, pop on that thing, and you're gonna have a hay of a time yeah yeah and, and getting getting a strong message at the end of it so yes i recommend it see it now go do yeah i i agree with that um also it's not just about the guys they do give us which was nice a uh, differing perspectives from the from females so you get yeah. a lot yeah. of different looks at them and they claim who they are so you know what uh Gerard did, Gerard McMurray did, I think he and Christine Berg and writing it and thinking about it and he pulled from his own experiences. You can feel that in the film. You could feel from the cast that they really did enjoy working together. So there are lots of yeah. nice touches despite its flaws. Okay? So yes, perfect on Netflix. What else can we say? Nothing. Nothing. What we can say is that it's coming out March 10th on Netflix. You can stream it. If you want to know just a little more information behind it, or if you watch it and you want to know some other details, come to Why Watch That, www.whywatchthat.com. Check out our coverage of Burning Sands. We have an exclusive interview with Common. He wasn't given interviews that night, but he gave Why Watch That an interview, and he gives some behind the scenes of being a part of the project. And then also we're talking to executive producers, producers, writers, the cast, and a bunch of hosts of other things. We even have the Q&A up there. Check it out. Burning Sands coming near you. What are you waiting for? Watch it. Not only did Why Watch That get a chance to attend the world premiere of Burning Sands at the 2017 Sundance Film Festival earlier this year, but we also got to speak with some of the actors and actresses as well as the executive producers, producers, and writer of the film. Now, if you want to listen to those interviews in their entirety, then you can check it out on our website. But for now, here's a snippet of what we got that evening. It's pretty exciting. First up is the Grammy and Oscar winner, Common. He served as the executive producer of the film, and his song, The Cross, is featured in the movie. Now, this rapper-turned-actor gave us an exclusive, and I mean exclusive, response to his thoughts of being a part of Burning Sands. The project is really a, a powerful story. It's super quality. Um, the, the acting and the talent was so great. And I love seeing stories that, that we haven't seen before. And especially being, you know, like seeing black people in different ways that we don't see in this journey into manhood. You, don't, you never get to see, like, the, the diversity of who we are as young men. And then the strong role that women played in the, in the, in the film, too. It, it didn't leave the women out. Next up is actress Imani Hakim, who plays the no-nonsense, strong-willed Rashawn. 
Now, you may recognize her as a little Tanya from Everybody Hates Chris, but this actress is all grown up. She shares with us her experience with filming Burning Sands. Roshan is a powerful, young, black sister is the best way to describe her. Um, she knows what she wants and she knows where she's going. I think overall would really made me want to be a part of this film is just the story, you know, and bringing awareness to hazing in a fraternity, and man, this is like a crazy cast. This yeah, is like the yeah. up-and-coming next generation, so I'm just super stoked. I said when we were filming it that I was like, I think we're going to go to Sundance, and now we're here, so I think when you put something out there like that and it actually comes true, it's a blessing. Yeah. Next is actor and TV veteran Steve Harris, who plays Dean Richardson. Now, you may recognize him from his Emmy-nominated role in the TV series, The Practice. Here, Steve gives us a behind-the-scenes look of the filming location of Burning Sands. We were shooting in Virginia. At that particular school, they had had a hazing incident that went wrong and three people had died. And I was fascinated that they would let us shoot there. The story is a story about choices. And I, I think our young need to understand that they have choices. And, and the way I feel about it now, in the current environment, a lot of times we don't feel we have options. Or we feel like our only options is such and such, such and such. So uh, I'm from Chicago and, and, and dealing with what's going on in the madness there. I think this shows that even in an educational institution, you may think you're, you can only do one thing, but these kids show another life. Highlight for us was speaking with producer Reginald Hudlin. Now you know his work. He wrote and directed House Party and the franchise. He also directed Boomerang and has multiple times produced the NAACP Image Awards as well as being the producer of last year's Oscars. Reginald told us how he became attached to the film. I've always wanted to do a movie on this subject. Uh, I knew there was a great story to be told about it, but when I read Gerard's script, I was like, wow, and here's the right guy to tell that story. Yeah. It expands the type of movies that black filmmakers are doing. People haven't seen anything like this before, but I think they're going to love it. And last, but certainly not least, we have actress Alfre Woodard. She plays Professor Hughes in the film. Now, this TV and film veteran really needs no introduction. She does, however, share her thoughts on working with the director and being an artist. I was drawn to to be able to work with Gerard. You know, I love filmmakers, and when you when you meet a, a new voice on the scene that you know is gifted, and it, it's exciting because you're going to have the, the chance to watch them unfold over over a career. So I wanted to be in on the ground floor. I'm an artist, and I think artists aren't joiners in that respect. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we already have our sisterhood and brotherhood, and we're also not the kind of people uh, that can be regimented into things, so it's not a good combination. Did you know? Part one. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide. I think this is three in a row for me. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a did you know. Now, uh, I want you to think of that category in Jeopardy that was called potpourri, where they just kind of threw everything into the, the rock box. <laughs> 
this particular did you know is turning 61. It's a guy. And we want to wish him happy birthday, March 7th. Happy birthday, did you know? Mm. But to give you some hints as to who he is, you and, and, and we're going to crown him. Not we're going to. He is crowned the most versatile current actor that we know. He is absolutely versatile. Mm. Multi-Emmy winning, Anthony Award winning actor. And I'm going to give you some facts and see if you can figure it out. Okay. This actor... Got an associate degree in police science in college. <laughs> he became an ordained minister part-time in college. <laughs> he reluctantly followed his parents into acting, but didn't start in, in the business until his late 20s. Hmm. He's a marathon runner, a drummer. His acting heroes are Dick Van Dyke, Jack Lemmon, and Spencer Tracy, which will all make sense when you know oh. who he is. Oh. And the kicker, which will maybe put it over the top, Dame Helen Mirren, who recently, not too long ago, starred in a movie with this actor, crowned him one of America's greatest actors. And I happen to agree. And so do you. Do you know who this Did You Know is? Nope, but I'm going to think about it. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. Okay, we're back, and I want to know. Do you know? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Emmys. John Lithgow? Ooh, that's a really, really good guess. But no, I- I'm going to give you another one. Lots of Emmys, rightfully so. Leading actor, we'll say that. Ooh. Mm-mm. Versatile, potpourri, think he can play anything. Nope. And Dame Helen Mirren thinks so too. Nope, that don't help me. Happy birthday, Brian Cranston! Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston is turning 61 today, March 7th. Happy birthday, man. You really are a versatile actor, and it makes sense that your heroes are Dick Van Dyke, Jack Lemon, Spencer Tracy, because you can play all of those characters <laughs> at some point in your career. <laughs> he sure can. He can play something else, too. Who knows what's to come? But I'll tell you this. Brian Cranston will continue to surprise us. Happy birthday, brother. Back to why watch that. Another why watch that sneak peek. Ooh, listeners, the critic has a spooky sneak peek for you. This round, <laughs> ghosts and things. Well, it's not Halloween, but you did see it around Halloween. It's called Personal shopper yes personal shopper it's the new kristen stewart movie that's what everybody's going to say because it stars a lot of people that you may or may not know it's directed and written by olivier assayas he's french and it comes out march 10th probably in an art house theater near you or an indie kind of 
theater um, because it's an indie kind of film. He saw this at the New York Film Festival 2016, and it's finally reached us. So please do tell us about the spooky personal shopper. Oh, now Kristen Stewart stars as Maureen, and she's a personal shopper. Oh, what a shopper. (laughs) And, you know, so she goes around, she buys beautiful clothes and jewelry for a young woman named Kira who is notoriously hard to work for. Mm. Okay? So Kira is some sort of socialite or celebrity. It's not quite clear. Of course, Maureen, Kristen Stewart's character, doesn't want to be a personal shopper. She has other interests, okay? One of the interests she has is art. But her main interest, Ref, is in trying to connect with the spirit of her recently deceased twin brother, Lewis. All right. We, you lost me right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. They both have um, a physical malformation that caused him to die of a heart attack. So will she as well? By the way, she is a medium, and so was he. Yes. Wow. Yes. Now, Maureen stays at home in Pahui to see whether he, Lewis, will communicate with her. Now, Lewis's wife or girlfriend, I wasn't quite sure, wants Maureen to make sure that everything is resolved before giving the house over to a couple who bought it. Mm. All right. In addition, Maureen's boyfriend wants her to leave Paris and visit him while he works for a foreign embassy. Now, Maureen is not ready to give up on connecting with her brother, though. Um, And, you know, it's been around three months, so this isn't something new. Now, while she waits for a sign, something finally happens, okay? Uh Uh Uh-oh. Now, a lot of what happens involves messages on her phone and a malevolent spiritual presence that follows her. Okay. But is it Lewis, or is it another spirit, or is it all in her mind? Plus, will her desire to live a different kind of life work out for the best, or of course, for the worst? Also, what about Kira, the person she's working for? Okay, she, Kira, has a husband who's not shown, and a boyfriend as well. And who thinks that she wants to break up with him. Now, the boyfriend, and this is the end of it, the boyfriend has a passing interest in Maureen, Kristen Stewart's character. What will that lead to, if anything? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Now, the review. Yeah, please, because <laughs> is this worth our trip to the art house theater? Well, you're going to find out. Now, the pace is a languid pace for the most part, Okay. It's too long at about an hour, 45 minutes. You feel the length. Uh, Now, look, this is a horror thriller movie. Great. Toward the beginning, it kind of pokes fun of itself. I mean, even Maureen says she hates horror movies, right? (laughs) But then it loses that light sense of humor. I mean, it's definitely not the typical horror thriller. Uh, No one's going to be scared of this. Uh, Even when it tries to be scary, you know... At certain points, I was like, what genre is this in? Mm-hmm. Um, it strives to be intriguing, though, but it rarely focuses on its most interesting parts. I mean, like, what is it like to be a medium? Medium. What does that mean? Uh, even Maureen's not sure. Those are the kinds of things I wanted more of. Uh, the story's fine. 
it's just repetitive needlessly. And I saw that ending coming a mile away. All right. Now, look, photography is professional. Great. Perfect use of Paris and London. They use that as well. Uh, this is Kristen Stewart's movie. Uh, and she does her job. Like, she does a fine job. She knows her niche. You know, you get the slumped shoulders. You get the mumbling. She knows yeah. what she's doing. Yeah. She sticks with it here. So, $15. No, this is more of a rental for people who like horror thrillers that aren't too scary. Mm-hmm. And if you're fine with an attempt to delve into bigger themes that isn't quite successful... You can check this out. I mean, it's not your typical kind of film. It's not what you would expect. I didn't think it was a complete success. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here. Personal Shopper is out in theaters March 10th. Yes, you can check it out if you dare. Um, But will I? I don't know. I'm a little medium about it. (laughs) (laughs) And now, the pick of the week. The critic is coming at you with a pick of the week, a very familiar topic in which he loves talking about. Oh. <laughs> coming season five. It's five, season five coming March 7th is the next installment of The Americans oh. on FX. Which oh. you, are, you got me hooked. You got me hooked. And, of course, this is created by Joseph Wiseman, starring the amazing uh, Emmy-nominated Carrie Russell. Matthew Reese, etc. And uh, we get to find out what the next chapter is for the Jennings. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. So everybody, this is all about season four, which will prepare you, of course, for season five, as the ref said, on Tuesday, March 7th, 2017. Uh-oh. Now look, here we are. Here we are. So we've got Carrie Russell, Matthew Reese playing a married couple who are KGB spies in the United States in the 1980s. Okay. They have their people that they uh, try to get information from and try to get to do certain things in the United States that will help the, the Russians or the Soviets harm the United States. They have a family. Their daughter is now aware of what's going on. The younger son, not quite so much. Their neighbor is, of course, a member of the FBI. Oh, my God. In this season, Matthew Reese, everybody, married somebody in quotes, and that's Martha, and we see the conclusion of her story, okay? Because they want to get her out of the country. She's in trouble with the FBI. She was a secretary there. You see what happens to that. We also see a new character appear, played by the great Dylan Baker. Oh, yes. Okay? Mm. He plays a biochemist. And in, in particular, he's a scientist of biochemical warfare. So Ooh. he is a part of the KGB. He's one of their agents. And what happens with that? There's a major thing that goes on that's not too good. And that takes us throughout the season. We also see one of uh, the members of the Residentura. And the Residentura, everybody, is the Soviet Union's uh, uh, cover for their spies. So that's where they stay. And, of course, they pretend to be an embassy. 
So <laughs> the secretary there, Nina, we know was taken by the Soviets back to the Soviet Union and in prison, we see the resolution of her story. We see Paige, who's the daughter of Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese. We see her grow to know even more and make mistakes by telling people certain things she shouldn't tell them. We see the resolution of that. We see how she now sees her mother in a new light. And I'm not going to tell you how she sees that, but it is frightening for her. Okay. Welcome, Paige, to the real world. Okay. So we see all of these things going on. We still have Frank Langella playing their handler. We still have Margot Martindale playing their former handler. (laughs) We still have Matthew Reese's character dealing with Est, but he decides to confess about that and we see what happens there so all in all everybody the FBI is getting closer and closer um, the the FBI is getting closer and closer we see this couple sticking together as their daughter knows more and more as their neighbor gets closer and closer as they have problems with the people that they are handling because Carrie Russell's character has a major person that she has to really stick the screws to and she doesn't like it so what I will tell you is this. If you haven't seen this at all, you've got to start at episode one, oh, season yeah. one. It's all on Amazon Prime. Yay! So watch it, binge it, enjoy it, so that on March 7th or sometime soon, you will be ready for season five. I cannot wait. This is definitely one of the absolute best shows on TV, and it will go down in history as one of the best dramas, thrillers, whatever you want to call it, of all time. Whoa, those are heavy words coming from the critic. Again, you can catch The American Season 5 on FX starting, what, today? But if not, if you can't get to it, get to Amazon Prime immediately and get caught up because that's exactly what I'll be doing. Oh, is that what you're going to do? <laughs> final why watch that sneak peek we have a sneak peek for you we have the new movie the other half coming out march 10th to a theater near you and it is a interesting movie that stars people you know yeah namely tatiana um maslani and tom cullen Ooh, how do I know them? Tom Cullen from Downton Abbey and Tatiana from her amazing Emmy win for Orphan Black. It's directed and written by Joey Klein. It like took, what, 11 years or something to make. And finally, it is here. Now, what makes this particular review so special is that we got a chance to speak with the stars of the movie. So we're excited to share that with you. And then secondly, the critic and I usually don't do this, or we haven't done it in a while. We usually kind of confer with one another, talk through a movie that we've seen, but this time we haven't. So you're getting a very, very fresh reaction from the critic and referee. So let's get started. Critic, tell me, what is, what, what is, this, what is this film about? Oh my goodness, it's about a lot going on (laughs) underneath the surface. Now, here's the setup, everybody. So Tom Cullen plays Nikki Bello, and it starts with him. We see him. He's in the States, but he's from uh, England. He's talking to his family on the phone. Something really bad happens to his younger brother. They cut five years later. 
and he is now a changed person. Yeah, he's a mess. He's into alcohol and into knocking people out. <laughs> okay. So he's not in a good state. He can't show up on time to work. He can't keep a job. It's that kind of thing. And this guy, you know, he really was on his way up. Now, at one of his jobs where he's a waiter, he meets Tatiana Maslany's character, Emily. And she comes in with her friend and they're having a good time. Something happens in the restaurant. Oh, boy. And she and her friend stop it because she is interested in Nikki. So what's so interesting is his manager at the restaurant is actually a friend of his. So they decide to go on a double date. All right. Now, the thing is, Emily has her own problems as well. She is in the throes of mental illness. But what I'll tell you is it's not necessarily uh, noticeable at all times. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't find out until later in their relationship because there actually is uh, something that happens that separates them. Let's just say that for some time, they come back together. So the question is, everybody, can they redeem each other? Because they see something in each other. Because Nikki is not interested really in anybody. No. no one. So what is it about her that draws him in? And what is it about him that draws her in? And can they figure out a way to live together where she can stay healthy and he can stay healthy as well? Now, along with all of this, she has her father and his wife who have certain ideas about what should and should not be happening. Okay. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. So there we go with the setup of the plot. Now, Ref, I really, I really want to hear what you think here, and then I'm going to be very honest about what I think. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so that was a great, wonderful teaser to the plot. I thought it gave you just enough, and then you're curious as to will this couple make it? Because at the end of the day, this movie is about a couple. Yeah. It's about two very flawed people with a lot going on in their lives. And the question that keeps driving through the movie is, are they good for each other or do they do each other more harm? Mm. And that is, I, I like that the quest, that was the main question because just like with Tatiana, um, her character's illness which is bipolar. That's no secret. It's it's in the it's in the notes there. Yeah, she's by a, a severe bipolar. She has her extreme ups and she has her extreme downs. Well, the movie mirrors that. There's extreme light and beauty, especially in the development of this relationship. I love 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 these two actors together. Now, I did not know that Tatiana and Tom are dating yeah. are together and have been for quite many years. Yes. So I'm watching this like. Oh my gosh, this is probably one of the most beautiful on-screen relationships that seems so natural, that seems like it was developing before my eyes. These actors felt so good together, and then I find out, yes, they are together. But <laughs> what I have to say is that they're also... I'm not negating the fact that they have acting chops because this film is not flawless by any means. Uh, uh. Structurally, it is not necessarily in time, meaning there is a lot of dipping in between reality versus the dream world yeah. versus versus 
something that happened before. So they they are they're very comfortable showing you something that happens, and then they're talking about the next thing that happens while you're watching something that previously happened. I know that doesn't quite make as much sense, but the the director is very comfortable with whatever you're seeing may not be what's be what's happening or may not be what's being said. Yeah. We'll say that much. So you really have to pay attention to what's going on on screen. But I will say this. I, I liked it. Hmm. It is long. <laughs> it could have been shaped down, but I liked it because of these two actors. I loved the moments that I'm assuming, and again, we're doing this review before we've interviewed the two. I'm assuming there was a lot of leisure uh, improv here because mm-hmm. there's this one beautiful tender moment of them. They're together and, you know, it's a couple and they're getting ready to do what couples do. And she's just being sultry and he's being sultry and she tries to take off her shirt and yeah. <laughs> it doesn't quite Yes. It doesn't quite work out. And they have this like real genuine moment yes. of like being caught up. I won't give it away, but being caught up in the realities of their relationship. Yes. <laughs> Versus this whole fantasy. I loved it for that. And I was, I wanted to see more of them, not necessarily the movie, if that makes any sense. It was, it was beautifully acted between the two of them beautiful moments between the two of them and i really enjoyed it for that now will i pay 15 dollars to see this would i pay 15 dollars to see am i suggesting you pay 15 dollars to see this i think this is my suggestion to you listeners there's a lot more that happens but if, if you like movies like before sunset that whole um trilogy if you like character-driven movies, if you want to see two very talented actors play, you know, she's she's bipolar, so she goes to her extremities. He is manic-depressed depressed with what happened in his past. If you want to see that kind of Tom Cullen, very different from Downton Abbey, I suggest you, 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 you watch it. Watch it on demand. If you want to venture out and go into the movie theater, take someone with you. Take someone with you. Don't go alone. And uh, that's my suggestion with it. I, I do have to add, and it's a little long, sorry about that, but I do have to add that I liked the way he handled um, Tom Cullen's character's violence. Mm-hmm. I like that you couldn't see it. I like there were flashes of it. I really enjoyed that. I do wish I could have seen more. It's a very dimly lit movie, so I was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know what that thing, I don't know why directors are moving toward the dimly lit kind of thing because I want to see what's happening. But other than that, I was not offended or bothered by it. I just don't think I will be paying $15 to see it. Yeah, and that's the key. It's really luck. Just as the ref said, this is Tatiana Maslany and Tom Cullen acting. Yeah. Um, and, and doing a very nice, sensitive, in-the-moment job of it. Um, what I was impressed by was that it was not overdone. Yeah. There is one really, well, two big moments where Tatiana has to really give us the bipolar but even in those moments, it felt true. It didn't yeah. feel like, okay, I'm trying to go for it. The role that Tom Cullen plays, this guy doesn't say much. Everything is beneath the surface with him. So how does he show the his despondency? You know, how does that come up? And how does he show that he actually likes 
Tatiana's character. So that dance between the two of them is the reason to watch this. I think what you were talking about, Ref, the flashbacks, all of that, I'm sorry I didn't need it. It didn't do anything for me at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That just got in the way. I think if Joey could have focused just on what he had in those two characters and in those two actors, he would have had even more with less. Yeah, Um, I I agree with that. I just liked how he handled the violence. That was really nice. Yes. Now, there are certain moments where it's very, very good. It's just up and down. Now, I will end with this. I think in addition to that moment you mentioned, Ref, with the whole, you know, (laughs) the whole shirt gets caught in something. The way that this ends, the last scene between the two of them, I thought was absolutely beautiful. Mm. Absolutely beautiful. So I want a little more of that where I can just see them. So everybody, like we, like the ref said, I'm going to echo. This is something I suggest that you rent. I do not suggest that you go to the movies to see it. I don't think you need to. Plus, if you're in your the comfort of your home, it's really going to help you to uh, buy in even more to what the actors are doing on the screen. So there we go with the other half. This is uh, March 10th again. Yeah, go see it or take heed to our suggestion and really get comfortable with these two actors at all. Up next is an excerpt of our interview with the director and stars of The Other Half, Joey Klein, Tatiana Maslany, and Tom Cullen. For the full interview, please visit whywatchthat.com and check out the guests section. Hello, everybody. We have a very special treat for you. We got a chance to see a sneak peek of The Other Half, which opens in theaters March 10th. And we are so excited that we have on the show some of the people behind the scenes as well as in front. It is directed, written, and produced by Joey Klein, and it stars the wonderful Tatiana Maslany who was the 2016 Emmy winner of For Orphan Black, and you also saw her in The Woman in Gold, and the amazing Tom Cullen. You know him from Downton Abbey and Weekend, which was aired on 2011. Tom, Tatiana, Joey, welcome to Why Watch That. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Super, super excited to have you on the show. And... um, this one's for you, Joe. Uh, as we know, the other half made its world premiere at South uh, by Southwest in 2016. However, it was a long road for you to get this film to come to fruition, and even as a first-time director. Tell us um, how you developed the project and how everybody became attached. Um, yeah, I started writing it somewhat soon after I finished theater school in New York, and uh, it just started out as a very personal project, and then I met Tat on an acting job and saw her in a different movie um, and was so smitten with her at work that I offered her the role as I was working on it right away. And uh, she started to date Tom a year or so later and I'd seen Weekend and was really smitten with him in that. Uh, So I started changing the role a bit so that it uh, was for uh, an expat and basically just adapted it for him. It was originally not somebody from a different country. Tatiana, this one's for you. Your character, Emily, uh, battles with mental illness, but not in a way that's overdone. How did you find the right balance for a character who, for the most part, seems to be sensitive to the possibility that things will go awry, but 
who also wants to be free to enjoy life? Well, I think, um, you know, Joey and I did a lot of research um, to prepare for the film, and Joey did so much research in writing it. Um, and then, and then really, for me, it was about Emily not defining herself by her illness. Um, she's really seeking to to be a more whole um, version of herself, you know, which isn't defined by her illness. And that's what Nikki offers her is um, an acceptance of her whole self. Tom, your character as well experiences life in extremities. I mean, we go from. I mean, we could go from Nikki's extreme and tragic loss to his discovery of extraordinary love while his horrific, violent behavior is tapered with the loveliest moments of tenderness and care. I just loved it. How was it for you in preparing for this kind of role and ultimately bringing this ever so complicated character to life? Um, so Nikki is a guy that's trapped in a limbo of, of grief, guilt, and uh, a lot of self self hatred, I think. Um, when we start the film, we 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 find him at, a, at an impasse. Five years ago, his brother went missing, uh, with no conclusion, no answers as to why, and he's riddled with pain. Um, and so, to access that, I, this is a guy that's suffering with PTSD and and yeah. and deep grief, um, and. Myself personally, I, I had also uh, I understand that grief. I, I had a, a big loss the, film, the year that I was actually filming uh, the other half. Well, it's no secret that the two of you are a real life couple, we, as you mentioned, Joey. And we um, are. And, <laughs> that's the word on the street. But, um, actually, actually, it was for me. We've been uncovered. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. I don't know what rock I was under because I'm such a huge fan of you both. But I didn't know you were a couple. But that made your performances even more sweet. And so this goes for all three of you. Um, when I was watching it, oh, he's not in the relationship. Yes, you know I that. <laughs> They're all invited to stay with it. I have to say that that scene, the shirt scene, I it was the most. It was like a nugget. I was just eating it up. Where what um, shirt scene oh, is that? I bet she means when you didn't get your shirt <laughs> off you and you got it. Your shirt. And it was so real. It was. It felt so. Yeah, but that's not like acting was, or direct, that's not writing or directing. That's just two really amazing actors working. Together. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write. And then she can't get her shirt off. And <laughs> that's just two really love actors playing with each other. And that that's the privilege of having people like this, man. We do want to end with one question for all three of you. Here on Why Watch That, we always end by asking our guests which movies and TV shows they're watching right now. So, Tatiana, Tom, Joey, what are you watching? I just watched Get Out, and oh. I thought it was the total masterpiece, and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, it's like the smartest movie I've seen in years. I'm obsessed with it, so that that is my... That's kind of what's going on in my head. Well, thank you all for being on Why Watch thank That. You. Again, the other half opens in theaters March 10th. Go see it! Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.